It's a goal! He's done it! Yeah, what a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports, uh, your weekly roundup of whatever happens in the world of sports. And uh, I have uh, with me uh, a little bit of a tired, grumpy looking Rahul. So, uh, Rahul, why are you looking grumpy? It's a long, it was a long night or a reasonably long night yesterday. But uh, I'm grateful that you uh, waited till 11 o'clock to do this recording. So, um, I had some time to recover. You, you know me, Rahul. I mean, mornings and I really don't go together well. I mean, you are aware of you are aware of my history with mornings. Yes, this is true. I don't go very well with mornings. I, maybe I thought I thought maybe you're looking grumpy because of a certain result that happened, which we will discuss later. We we shall not be discussing that. Well, we shall be discussing that, but but. We have a lot more to talk about too. So what all are we talking about in this edition of Just Sports? We're going to talk about this, the the, the, the transfer that happened. Alexis Sanchez going towards United, Mkhitaryan going towards Arsenal. We're going to talk about uh, pitches and how, you know, the ICC maybe needs to step in and talk about the quality of pitches when people go abroad and play and, you know, home conditions and stuff because India is really getting hammered in, in, in South Africa. Uh, we're going to a little bit talk about Zidane because, I mean, he was the man with the with the Midas touch last season, but this season he seems to be just getting everything wrong. And a little bit about Afghanistan. They, they, they are the new boys in cricket, but they're doing pretty, pretty well. So, uh, quite a bit to talk about this time once again, uh, like we always have on Just Sports. Uh, so, let's start with, with, with Sanchez and Mkhitaryan. Uh, Rahul, your thoughts? I mean... We all know that United was not Sanchez's first choice. I mean, he wanted to go to City. And now he's making it all seem that, oh, United was my dream. But that's what players do when they get the money. But, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great deal for United because... I, 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 I completely agree. I mean, I, I think that um, people have completely lost sight uh, of just how good a player Alexis Sanchez is. Um, yeah, okay, the, the last sort of six months he's been unhappy at Arsenal. Um, and uh, yeah, okay, this move is motivated by perhaps a little bit by money. And, you know, United wasn't his first choice. He wanted to, win to, he wanted to go to City. But at the end of the day, I think people just need to calm down and just realize this guy is a top player. He is an absolute top player. Um, and... Uh, I think you know United have got in a, a really good player. Mourinho was not um, a huge fan of McTarren. I mean, we all knew that. Um, and I think that in, in in if you look at the deal as a whole, I think both Arsenal and Man United can be extremely happy with the way that this deal is done and and the swap that has happened. You know, also <clears throat> the also one more thing though, that I you know I would I would like to point out is that the fact that you know it's not. What people seem to forget and what people seem not to understand that football is just not just about what you do on the pitch. You know, United is a, a is the top club in the world as far as, you know, uh, money is concerned. And a lot of decisions are based on the fact how many t-shirts will you sell, what are the sponsors want. So Sanchez is the kind of guy who will sell t-shirts. He's the kind of guy who will get the, the Old Trafford crowd behind him. You know, he's the kind of player that probably United were missing. I mean, he's the Pogba kind of player because he's the kind of guy who's got personality. He's got... Absolutely. He's, he's, he's world class. I mean, he, you know, if you say that Neymar, uh, no, that Messi and Neymar and Sanchez and Ronaldo are sort of in one bracket at the top, 
Um, in that bracket just below that, Sanchez is in that bracket just below that. I mean, he is an absolute world-class player. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, United have got a player that will reinvigorate them as an attacking force. He can play in lots of different positions. He can play up front on his own as a striker. He can play on the right side. He can cut in from the left side. Um, or he can just roam the, fit, the pitch. And, you know, it, it will give Mourinho another option and another out, um, you know, in the style that he plays in. And uh, I, I think it's a, it's a great, great deal for United. And I think that, you know, Mkhitaryan going the other way, I think is a very good deal for Arsenal. So as, as I said, I think that, you know, so far, if um, if there's a, a winners in uh, the the transfer market at the moment in this window, it's uh, it's certainly United and Arsenal because I think they've, they've both got very very good players in. Yeah, and I think I mean I think McTaren was a very very good player, but I think his style of football is not the one that Mourinho you know probably endorses, and and that's the kind of style that's the kind of style that you know Wenger plays with so it's a great deal for him too yeah absolutely Mourinho never um, never fancied McTarin very much and uh, yeah. but why would he buy him Rahul I mean come on he's the guy that he, he... I mean I, I think that you know you just said that uh, that um, uh, United had to go out and buy a player and I think that a lot of players these days get bought um, not necessarily because the manager absolutely loves them, but I, I think they're available and, and the clubs really need to be doing things, so they go off and they do these things. Um, McTarin never really settled at United, and you know Arsenal fans, on the other hand, were absolutely distraught about losing Sanchez. Um, and I think that you know they've got to be reasonably happy as well because you know they've also got a very good player um, in, and uh, you know it kind of resolves the whole situation. And and now it's be interesting to see what happens after this. Yeah, and I I would I would you know I mean I'm I'm waiting now for Mourinho to 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 show us how he can use Sanchez because now he's I think got upfront options and it'll be interesting to see who he drops because. He can't drop Anthony Martial because he's in the form of his life. You know, Jesse Lingard is playing really well. Lukaku is your striker that you've spent 80 million on. Yeah. You know, uh, who do you drop? It'll either be Rashford who gets dropped or or pretty much Mata who gets dropped. But I mean, I, I think that, you know, th this. a lot of people were talking about, okay, who gets dropped, who will get first team football, etc, etc. Man United are... Uh, you know they're, they're in the Champions League. Man United are chasing the uh, you know second place in the in the Premiership. Um, we're chasing we're chasing the title in the Premiership. Uh, okay, maybe they 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 they're still in uh, in the FA Cup. Um, you know the, these guys will get games. There's no question about the fact that they will get games. Um, and you know, Mourinho will know uh, that he will have to rotate his players uh, through this period. You know, it, the games are going to come thick and fast between now and the end of the season, and uh, everybody will get a game. And so, I don't know if if he looked at it and said, "All right, now who am I going to drop?" I, I think he looked at it and said, "Here's a guy that can play in lots of different positions and give us uh, a very different cutting edge up front." And you know, he, he's he's coming. Um, and an absolute steal. Let's go get him. Yeah, I think that's what that's what football is all about. And I mean, the transfer window is still not shut, so you never know. It's still there are few deals to be done yet. Uh, there are few things that you know can still happen in the next 
couple of days till the 31st. It's, it's just about a week left, isn't it? Um, so yeah. if really, if, if teams are going to start to do something, you, you, you'll get to see um, that now. But, um, you know, I think the January window um, is much more of a desperation window than, than July. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that if there is anything to be done, there'll be some desperate moves um, at the end. Okay, so that's all we have from the Premier League. I am going to save my friend from discussing the Liverpool-Swansea game. We will not discuss it. We shall not discuss it. There wasn't really much, there wasn't really much to discuss, to be honest. It was a shambles from start to finish. Never mind, we will move on from there. So moving on from there, let's move on to another story in football that is pretty much developing pretty fast as we talk. Is Zidane. I mean, last year, Rahul, he was the guy who could do nothing wrong and this is the season he could do nothing right. And honestly, nobody knows what's going wrong. Like, nobody. Yeah, they were, dumped, they were, they were just dumped out of the Copa del Rey yesterday, weren't they, by, by, by Leganes. I mean, uh, it's amazing. And, and I, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to mince any words here. I, I think that he's lost that dressing room. I, I think he's lost those players. I don't think those players but are playing why? for... But why, Rahul? I mean, let's come on. I, mean, uh, I, I have to say, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not privy to that, but... I just think that he's lost that dressing room. I think he's lost that, that set of players. Um, and I don't think he's going to get them back. Um, and I think that the club is really going to have to do something now where either they change the manager or they change a group of their players. Um, because I just don't see that club. They're not pulling for him the way they did. Yeah, but, it's, but you know, I mean, it's amazing, Rahul. It's, it's, happened, it's happened pretty much in the past too. I mean, you remember Mourinho at Chelsea? You remember yeah. Ranieri in, in Leicester City. Yeah. You know, we remember uh, Zidane now. It's amazing that, you know, how a manager can lose a dressing room in six months after such a high of winning titles. I mean, that's something that it's... it's I don't know, Rahul. I don't know how to explain it. Because it's, it's, it's almost like it, it, it's happened in the past too. It's happened with other managers, and there's no logical reason for it. No, yeah, and, and I agree with you. I mean, it, it just does seem that, um, that you know, the, the, I think there's a, there's a notion of player power, isn't there, these days? And, um, you know, even after a really successful period in Real Madrid have been more successful than anybody in the last sort of 18 months, um, you really can see that player power versus sort of manager power. You know, you can see it begin to diverge. And... Um, you know, Ranieri at Leicester, Mourinho at Chelsea, and now Zidane at Real Madrid. You know, it's it's all gone wrong very, very fast. And I think it's just down to to personality. I just think it's down to um, some of the players perhaps got big too big for their boots. Some of them perhaps got too complacent. Um, Zidane perhaps not having the same effect uh, that he did uh, maybe uh, a year ago in terms of, of his own... Um, uh, ability to inspire them and you know things just go down from there and, and it's a tough tough situation to, to bring it back isn't it yeah but I mean it's it's at, it's at times like these Rahul that you know you admire and you have the greatest respect for people like Arsene Wenger and Alex Ferguson because they just held the group of players together for so long and well, well no I mean I, I don't know about that because you know Ferguson um you know, obviously, I mean, he had his group of kids that used to come through the academy and, and he used to, to sort of bring them with him. But, you know, even then, he used to keep his players 
for sort of three, four, five years, and then he used to swap them out. You know, he used to move them on and, and swap them out and and constantly rotate them, which which is which meant that you know he always was the boss. He was always the top guy, and you know. I think that today it's really hard for, for some managers to, to really be that top guy. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, Fergie was just, he was brilliant at it. Yeah, and it's showing, Rahul. I mean, today managers are losing their players so so quick and so early and so soon that, you know, it's almost, un- I mean, I don't know what's going to happen to Guardiola in the next season. Or pretty much the season after that, because well, yeah, I mean, you know, you you can see you can see it with Conte. I mean, Conte won the the title last year with Chelsea. Um, all the talk is is that he won't be there um, uh, at the start of the next season. Yeah, I mean, he won he won the title last year. He's had a fallout with Diego Costa. He had a fallout with with with, with David Luiz. David Luiz, he has a fallout with. All the talk is is that he won't be he won't be he won't be there next season. So I don't know how long Zidane is going to stay there or not, but. It's it's quite it's quite a situation, you know, in Real Madrid, and there's also this huge talk about they changing the entire strike force, and you know, it's going to be a busy time in the transfer market, definitely for Madrid. Yes, you know, it's going to be a big, big time. It's going yeah. to be. Yeah, I agree. I, I think this summer they're going to have a real clear out there. Yeah, it's going to be a complete overhaul as far as I can see it, because yeah. you know, Perez, Florentine Perez is not going to lie down. He's going to. He's not someone who likes to lose. He's not someone who likes his club to go down. No, absolutely not. You know, he needs to... And, and with Barcelona doing so well and getting all the top boys and, you know, Coutinho joining them and stuff, Madrid needs to make a statement. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's as far as football is concerned. We will move on to cricket. Uh, two great stories happening in cricket. Uh, Afghanistan story, Rahul. I mean, they're doing pretty well at the Under-19 World Cup. They've got the test status. Their players are doing well at the BBL. The IPL auction is coming up now and... You know, there will be there will be players out there who will get bought, and it's a good time for Afghanistan cricket, and that's a great story. Yeah, it's a great story. It's, it's a lovely story. Um, you know, the, their players are doing so well uh, in the BBL. I mean, Rashid Khan is 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 a wonderful cricketer. Ghulam Nabi is doing really well. You know, they, they, it's so nice to see, and uh, you know, I I think that. Um, uh, it's nice to see new countries uh, come into the game of cricket. Um, you know, it's nice to see the the, the game expand. Um, and you know, they've got a talented group of players. So why the heck not? Um, you know, uh, I, I hope that they continue their progress, and I hope that these players that are doing really well for them become sort of inspirations for more players to sort of come up uh, through the ranks. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what they need. And Afghanistan is a great story. The players are good. They always have a smile on their face. It's good to watch them. It's good to watch. Yeah. Absolutely, and, and they're absolutely box office. They're great stuff. They're great for the box office. Um, moving on to another story, which is actually not doing too well, is India in South Africa. I mean, we're in danger of losing at Wanderers too. And uh, you made a point on Twitter in the morning today, where I kind of, you know, kind of wanted to discuss it with you. I mean, what can be the parameters, Rahul, that the ICC puts in? For home pitches, I mean, the home countries are allowed to make their pitches. You can't have a parameter on a pitch. Well, they do. I mean, they do at the moment. I mean, they do have um, uh, a, an idea of what is a substandard pitch. And yeah, but what is not a substandard pitch? You no, know, pitches are reported and, and pitches are, um, uh, if they're unsatisfactory, um, so if they're too flat or um, things like that. I, I think, though, that the ICC needs to look at it the other way. Clearly, there's a directive in one-day cricket about 
what a one-day pitch should be, which is completely flat, completely devoid of any grass, no help for the bowlers, which is fine. But why isn't there a similar directive for test matches where, you know, there is a little bit of life on the first day um, and slowly it dries out over a period of time? Yeah, but you know, Rahul, I mean, my point over there is that that's, that's, uh, it's difficult to monitor how much life you will have on the first day. And, you know, how much would it deteriorate on day two? You know, what I'm trying to say here is, is that if you take that as a general standard of a pitch that... You know, the first couple of days are for the bowlers, the second couple of days are for the batsman, and the fifth day is for the spinner. If you take that as a general directive, I'm then saying that what happens is, is that perhaps in India, the ball doesn't move around so much on that first couple of days. And in England, the ball moves around a lot more on that first couple of days. So you still do get um, that home advantage that you're looking for. But by and large, everybody does know that the pitches will be better for bowling on the first couple of days, better for batting on the second couple of days, and, you know, uh, good for the spinners on the fifth day. It, it does need to be a, a wider directive somewhere. I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think that, you know, if you look at India for... Yeah, but India, okay. I mean, India is... I mean, India is a subcontinent. No, no, take this pitch in, in the Wanderers. Um, take the pitch in the Wanderers at the moment. I mean, I don't think it's going to be any better for batting uh, on day two or day three. I mean, uh, you know, even if you look at the wickets in South Africa... In, in, these, in these series, it's not better for batting. I mean, yeah, maybe the batsmen have applied themselves better, but it isn't better for batting. You know, this, this movement has been throughout the, 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 the series, you know, there's exaggerated movement. And I, I'm not blaming South Africa for preparing seeming uh, wickets. I mean, they got spinning tracks when they came to India. And that's exactly my point. My point is, is that if you're going to continue to have this problem of people beginning to lose and lose and lose away from home, um, you know, you, and you're just going to address that by saying, you know what, when you're at home, you can prepare whatever wickets you want. Um, well, that's not going to solve the problem at all, is it? Yeah, but I, I think that's, that's, that's a debate that's gone on for very, very long, Rahul. And I don't see, you know, uniform standards coming in. But I honestly feel that in South Africa this time, I don't think we can blame the pitches as much as we can blame our abysmal technique of batting. No, no, I, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm, not disagree. I'm not saying that the pitches are so horrendous that um, you can't bat on them. Let, let's, let's, let's be honest. I mean, you know, the pitches have been pretty much the same for India as they have for South Africa. And South Africa have scored the runs to win the matches. It's as simple as that, right? But um, I do think that you need to have some standardization because nobody wants to watch three-day test matches. It's as simple as that. Yes. That is true. So let's see what the ICC does about that. Uh, it's, a, it's a long debate. It's gone on for too long. And I don't see a solution coming anytime soon, you know, on, on, on this one. And I don't know what the solution is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all we have time to discuss for. We'll have a, a special uh, Just Sports next, uh, next week because it will be centered around the IPL auction. Big one that's coming up over the weekend. IPL Madness is here again. Yes, IPL Madness is here again. It'll be our third IPL season together, Mr. Puri. So, yes. yeah, we're getting like an old couple now. So, it's it's fine. <laughs> it's, 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 things are repeating them now. So, there's, there's, there's all that happening. We're trying to keep the excitement going in this friendship, in this relationship, and in our, in our podcast. Thank you very much, Rahul, for talking to me. Thanks, Amar. And uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of Just Sports. Till then, like we say, if it's a hole, if it's a penalty, or if it's a goal in one, if it's a goal, a hole in one, or a penalty. See, we're getting old.
Uh, we'll cover it for you. Thank you guys and keep listening. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.